All right. Mike's Mike's a hot. hot. Today on 91 Octane, of course, as always, we're covering your headlines, and we introduce a new segment, the Craigslist Underground, and we bring back movers and shakers, automatic seatbelts. What? What? Let's start the show. This thing is a freaking monster. Welcome to 91 Octane. I am John. I'm Randy. And this show is brought to you by Cafe Carrera, the best coffee you will ever try. Uh, use code BIGWILLOW for 10% off your entire order on our website, Carrera.cafe. Now let's get right into it. Uh, Go ahead and kick off the headlines, John. All right. So first, um, this will make sense. But if you, in 2007, instead of buying an iPhone, right, yep. use that money to buy shares of Apple, yeah, right, $500, yeah. you today would have around $430,000. <laughs> that makes me sad. <laughs> right? Yeah. Now it's time for the car guys. Okay. So we oh, talked yeah. about this, mm, right? Mm-hmm. We can easily own a Porsche now, Randy. Yeah, or a piece of the Porsche pie. A piece of the Porsche pie. Yes. So their IPO is going public this week, and shares will be available at about $80 per share. Yes. Now, none of this is financial advice. Yes. Let's start with that. I, right? yeah, yes. Um, right. So they are planning to share uh, to sell 12.5% of the company's non-voting shares, which means that you won't be able to have any say in the company, sure. but you will be able to own a piece of the company. Mm-hmm. They're planning to raise about $9.1 billion, mm-hmm. and this puts the valuation of the company at $73 billion. Genius move. It's crazy. Great way to raise cash. And they plan to sell no less mm-hmm. than 911 million shares. Yeah, I heard about that, which yeah. is also good marketing. Yeah, it's the second largest listing ever in Germany. Oh, really? Yeah. Do you know what the first one is? No. Maybe Volkswagen? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe, maybe. Okay. Uh, The badge. But, uh, and again, this is not financial advice, but what I would do, right? Mm -hmm. Completely ignore the IPO. Yeah. Yeah. Because as soon as the IPO goes, it's it's going to tank. Well, it'll spike, then tank. Right? It might spike a little. Yeah, people but might it be won't even spike that much. Giddy. Yeah. I mean, with tech, that's what happened a few years ago. Yeah. Um and I'm a culprit for buying into the spikes. Yeah. Unfortunately, so yes. Yeah, I've always um I've always ignored the IPO, mm-hmm. let it settle and yeah. then you buy, depending on what the company is. Yes. But with Porsche, it's I- different. It's not tech, right? Or uh, would you classify it as tech? Well, all, all car is becoming tech now. That's also true. You know? Yeah, that's uh, a tough call. But Porsche, there is no such thing as a sure thing. Correct. But, I mean, I don't know. I, with Porsche, it, it almost I almost want to say it is a sure thing. It's a luxury brand, and they deliver a luxury good, unlike Tesla. Yeah. So there's not as much speculation, air yep. quotes. Yeah. So... Yeah, they they create real products and deliver when they say they will. Yep. You know, so one could argue that it is 
a more stable opportunity compared to a Tesla. Yeah. So instead of buying the Porsche mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. right? Ah, that's buy what Porsche stock. And then in 15 years, buy the Porsche. Buy the Porsche. Ah, <laughs> I'm sure it wouldn't even take that long. Yeah. Well, how long was it? It was 2007 to now. Yes. So that's what's the math on that? 15? Three. Yeah. So it is 15 years. Yeah. But man, dude, if you would have put $500 in Apple. 15 years later, you've got $430,000. And you know what makes me sad about that? That was the year that I bought a brand new car. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy, man. Yeah, it's, it's it's crazy dumb. to like, yeah, the, uh, if you're not investing your money, please do. I know that's not car related, but look yes. at it. Yeah. Don't yes. let it sit in a bank account mm-hmm. so inflation can eat it up. Or buy dumb shit. But yeah, Porsche, I'm interested in knowing how this will affect the company. I don't expect it to really change much in terms of quality of the cars, mm-hmm. at least I, you know, that it it shouldn't. But uh but I'm I'm also interested in how much it's going to tank because there are actually um the $80 price mm-hmm. for each share is yeah. actually the top end of the valuation of their company. Okay. So this is pretty much w- what the most anyone should pay right. for the company, mm-hmm. which I think, eh, you know, it's it should probably start somewhere in the middle. And sure. I don't know where the floor is, right, yes. uh, what someone would pay. But, right. man, $73 billion company. And that's just a subset of Volkswagen. Yeah, yeah. That's not even the whole entirety of badge. Yeah. It's not the whole badge. <laughs> it's not the whole badge, yeah. Yeah, just the tip. But, so I, I mean, is Volkswagen on that level, though? I well, globally, technically speaking, because Porsche do does a real Sorry. good job of combining volume with uh, like luxury with luxury price. Yeah, right. You mm-hmm. see a lot. Well, out here, we see a we lot see, of Porsches. It's yeah. You cannot use California as your barometer or whatever. Uh, I don't know any different. <laughs> so, uh, but then there's like a Maserati, right? Sure. Which it's kind of in the same price range, but you don't see as much of. They haven't been around on in the states as long. They kind of disappeared and then came back. How many? Uh, this is a better question. How many Volkswagens need to be sold to make one Porsche? Four, maybe you more mean, on average. A, are you thinking from a value perspective, from like a, a dollar, sales dollar sales perspective? Like how much? Okay, like a, yeah. So like a Jetta or Passat. You're yeah, saying? yeah. How many of those to sell to get one Porsche? To get one Porsche, maybe six of them on a, average. A Cayman starts at like seventy. Yeah, but we can't just do the lowest one. Okay, so and your to your point, yes, a nine eleven turbo. So let's call let's let's say like quarter on, mil, like funny numbers, five on average, four to five, because you also have Macans and Cayman, uh, Cayennes that are kind of the mass Porsche. For but the those masses. are still six figure cars. No, right? no, oh, no, they're no, not. No. Came, uh, Macans are affordable. They're like fifty k to eighty k. Um, I don't. Oh, I would eighty k. Yeah. I don't know about 50K. Maybe I'm wrong on the low end. Yeah. But a base Macan, I can't imagine being less. But a Macan is more a crossover. Yeah. 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 Macan is like the RAV4 right. of Porsche. It's for Okay, the, so let's say masses. four. Yeah. So do we see four Volkswagens for every Porsche out here? No. Well, I don't think I do. I, I don't think I like do either. I see a lot of Volkswagens. But we're in California. I don't know. Yeah, but worldwide, globally, they they battle for first place. I don't know. In terms of um, quantity manufactured per year, it's them or Toyota or General Motors. 
and sometimes some years it's it's them some years it's toyota yeah um so yeah well, let, let's end this on this will you be buying porsche shares not for a while i may consider it like after some set some settling yeah um and who knows the what the economy is looking like too yeah there's so many factors that you have to take into account in this gamble yeah that is the stock market um but it's i feel like it's a more sure bet or i would feel more comfortable with it than like a tesla okay because you don't have a ceo that's making claims that are not uh realistic in 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 at times so what i've been doing lately mm -hmm. is if i want to make a purchase that i would consider frivolous sure right? sure you know, pointless okay purchase mm -hmm. whether it's a toy yeah a car part whatever mm -hmm. that i don't need yes i i invest that money that's a good um that's good advice so if if that happens when after porsche settles i will be buying porsche stock and not a Porsche. I'm and not a Porsche. Eventually a Porsche. but With the profits. With the profits. Mm -hmm. But yeah, like, have Porsche pay me to buy a Porsche? That's the dream. That is the dream. Right? Or they are, their earnings help you get the Porsche in 15 exactly. years. Yeah. And age-wise, that's perfect timing. Yeah. Although it is nice to be, to be in the car at an early age. Oh, yeah. Like, to be true. the young. Although, that's true. Although you're always, I don't know. It's different. It's hard because... <laughs> You are looked at as a bit of a douche. Maybe, but dude, it's about like I focus car on myself. I don't oh, care for what sure. people think or that's whatever. not true. That's not true. But <laughs> <laughs> no, but like to to a to a large degree, yes. Yeah, yeah. Like you don't care that people find uh, generally BMWs to be douche drivers. You no, just, you love the, it for the passion. Yeah. The only part that I hate though is that. These are the people that are like key your car. Oh yeah, that that's sucks. that's the part that sucks. That does suck. right. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but okay, buy Porsche stock. Not mm -hmm. now though. Let it settle. Mm -hmm. Fuck the IPO. Anyway, yes. next headline. Next headline. So a few a week last week we talked about a Toyota Matrix going to auction. Oh yeah, that and was. I, I have the follow up. Do you remember where you landed on that? In terms of your guesses? I think I think the guess that I made was where the price was already at. I think it was like eight thousand it was and it was like seven seven hundred. I think you were maxing out at ten. Were you maxing between five I, and ten? I think that's when we started talking about the Rio, but yeah, like Right, yeah. We yeah, kinda ten. We kinda diverged a little bit yeah, on the yeah. conversation and maybe ten seemed realistic, but it ended up that you were you didn't go over, but you were significantly under. It is it landed at fifteen thousand. Wow. 15,000 for a 400 mile 2003 Toyota Matrix, automatic, AC, fully functioning, basically a Corolla hatchback. Uh, it, Basic uh, Corolla hatchback. 140 horsepower, four speed automatic. Boring it just car. doesn't make any sense to me. Somebody has nostalgia, or it's a good daily. Think about it that from that, but yeah, it's like, but it's like, man, the rubber on that thing is so old. Like when I'm a, like, if I'm like a mainstream buyer looking for like a daily, well, I guess if I'm looking for, if I'm truly looking for a, a daily, yes. that implies that I'm an enthusiast buying a car, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Enthusiasts are really the only people that kind that, of that, that talk dumb. about dailies. <laughs> true. Yeah, that, right? that word. You're right. You're right. Yeah. That's like very true. there's pro there, it, there's some overlap with like regular mainstream, but mostly that's an enthusiast. Yes. So then they don't really care about warranties, but outside of the enthusiast, mm -hmm. I would I would expect a buyer to want to 
buy a car with a warranty, right? You're not getting a warranty on Correct. this car. Correct. I see your point. I totally or do see you your just Toyota? No, would to, no. Oh no, the years are expired. There are three years, three years or thirty six thousand. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This ain't no five year, ten hundred thousand. I would. Year, I honestly would want to have. Uh, see, I, I. It's a fifteen thousand dollar car. That's a I, pretty good deal. There's got to be a way for us to get in touch with these buyers. I would want like there's a lot of car like the Geo Metro. Yeah. This oh, Matrix. Yeah. yeah. I, I would like to have these people on the show. And just talk to them about why, you know, why they made these purchases on Bring a Trailer. That's a really interesting point. Yeah, I think that would be cool. Yeah, we should. We sh- even if it is like, even if it's just like interviewing them off mic. Yeah, and, and getting the info. And getting the info because I really want to know. Like, it's you know a, a collector's item, a rare car. I get it, right? I'm not that interested. I know why you bought it. Yeah. But a Matrix or a Geo Metro, even with zero, even it came with negative miles. Like, why? I mean, so it's a great price for a daily. Um, I was laughing because I looked to see if there's a way to contact the guy, and I laughed at his screen name. It's Walnut Boy 539 <laughs> <laughs> Sounds very familiar. Sounds like Mango Boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, it's just, it's, I guess so. But for 15k, there's a lot of other cars that you can get, and you might even be able to buy like a new car. Mm, definitely not new car. There's no new car under 20 these days. What does the Mitsubishi Mirage go for? The Mirage, the yeah. SUV. No, no there's no, an Outlander. That's the little bean. Oh, it's like the those, mini matrix. Yeah, those. That's. I a guess good it's question. not a Toyota. Yeah, uh, Mitsubishi Mirage. I mean, uh, if they still sell them, which I because a Rio's in the twenties, so that can't that doesn't count. MSRP anymore. on a base Mirage is sixteen two forty five. So close enough. Close, you know. Very close, yes. If you're if you're paying fifteen grand for a car and bring a trailer, you can do sixteen grand on a Mirage with the warranty. Yikes! I take the Matrix. I would too. If someone was holding a gun to my head and said the, the only two cars you could ever drive Correct. are those Correct. two. Yeah, exactly. But, man, I don't know, man. I guess Toyota reliability. I guess there are a lot of variables. I'm looking at it from my perspective because sure. I could work on a car, so I might get something a little older, a little funner yes. for 15 k mm-hmm. But that's not the case for everybody. That's right. And, and, yeah, you can't really assume anymore that everyone on Bring a Trailer is – an enthusiast. Yes. It's, it's no longer I don't especially in the current market, I don't think it's enthusiast focused. What do you mean? Sorry. Like because there's such a demand for used cars at this point uh-huh. that people are looking at different options on where to buy cars because they just need cars. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So bring a trailer now is going to kind of cater to the regular Oh, buyer. that's what you mean. The More mainstream people will car flock buyer. Everywhere, everywhere to look for cars. Yeah. And they will vacate once the supply yeah. is actually back. To and some dude or dudette mm-hmm. was like, hey, that Matrix looks pretty cool. 15K ain't bad. Ah, yeah, it is. <laughs> 400 miles. 400 miles. I know the engine. mileage is low. Yeah. I, don't, I know nothing about the Matrix. It's a Corolla. Call it a Corolla. With a hatch. That doesn't make it better. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but as a like a re- super reliable, this was like peak Corolla. Well, I wouldn't say peak Corolla. I feel like the Matrix, w- I don't know. I feel like the Matrix that I saw were always beat up and run down. 
Oh, yeah, I believe that. It, so the whole reliability thing, I don't know. I don't know where it stands, though. I don't have numbers. I don't have consumer report figures. I mean, Corolla was on one it. of the best-selling worldwide um, compact cars. The Corolla was. Mm -hmm. The Matrix wasn't. Yeah, but it's same chassis. Same. Dude, even the Toyota the air, air conditioner vents were the same as my Celica's. That's crazy. Yes. That's crazy, man. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's the engine, same engine platform. And the, did you see the, the uh, S2000 CR? That I did. sold for 125? Yes. 125,000. What do you think <laughs> that does for the value of your car? It, it keeps it where it's at. I mean, the CR is, is a special car. They only had like 600,000 per year for three years. Two yeah. Three years. So it's not, my car is not in that echelon. It's a copy. Okay. With real parts. So it's a real copy. You're sur you're <laughs> yeah. sur you're surprisingly self-aware. Yeah. I was not yeah. expecting. No, yeah, no. Especially after it. the woohoo. Yes. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, no, no. I'm fully self-aware. You're going to list your I'll car for 80K now. No, hell no. I know what it's <laughs> worth. I was, uh, I was cons well, yeah. There was a guy that was looking for an S2K uh -huh. and trading an NSX for an S2K uh -huh. this past week. So I threw mine out there just to see, and he actually was interested in it. Okay, but he was way in the into the weeds with the price of his NSX. What's the weeds? Uh, he was at eighty five on his NSX, and he wanted it like, damn, that would have left you with like what seventy k? Correct. And the comps for his car were in the sixties. Posted price for comparable. So he wanted mileage. he wanted a free S two thousand. Basically, exactly. Wow. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Like. Yes. Yeah, no, it's uh it's a crazy market, man. It it's is making a very it's crazy making market. everybody think that Yeah, they have gold. That they have yeah, literal yeah, gold. Yeah, yeah. Literal gold. Yes. It's unfortunate. It is sad, but whatever. But you know, more power to them. Mm -hmm. Anyway, mm -hmm. next headline. Um and now uh I'm another moment of outrage. I feel like I'm outraged a lot on the show. But okay. <laughs> so um you go to a dealer, right? Yes. Well, oh, let's say, let's say, let's tell tell it from the perspective of somebody who actually went right. They they they're going to a dealer. They need to buy a car. They're going to a used car dealer because there are no uh, new car options anymore. Mm -hmm. They want to buy a Toyota Prius, so they go to this dealership in Snohomish. Um, and when they get into the dealership, that they notice that the uh, license plates on all the cars are long. They're not like the rectangles that we have here. Mm -hmm. And then we go in to test drive the car. Mm -hmm. All the infotainment stuff is in Korean. Ooh. Like, okay. what the hell is going on? Yes. Turns out that used car dealerships are now importing Nissans and Toyotas from South Korea. Oh, really? Yes. It's And, and to, to supplement the demand okay. for cars. And okay. so... There's a Washington resident by the name of Stephen Boswell posted on Facebook uh -huh. that um, uh, GMA is the name of the dealership uh, is now importing Nissans and Toyotas from South Korea and even keeping the same li license plates on from South Korea. Wow. And selling them here. They've received over 100 shipments of cars and they're averaging about 6K on each. So they're doing pretty well. Wow. They're doing pretty well on their sales. Uh-huh. And the part where I'm like, what the hell? Like, how is this legal? Yes. So it turns out that Korean spec cars uh -huh. are actually DOT spec. 
Oh my goodness. Yeah, for the most part. Wow. But th- there's some issues here still. Sure. So uh, as long as the manufacturer issues a certificate of compliance, mm-hmm. that lets our government know this car is good to go. Okay. And then they can sell it. Mm-hmm. And then because of the demand of the market, the laws are also a little lax. Okay. But the GR Yaris is sold in South Korea. Yes, it is. And we can't import one. Well, are you saying that they're importing Kias and Hyundais? Or are they importing Toyotas from They're importing Toyotas and Nissans. Oh, yeah, you said Nissans. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. That's why I specifically picked the GR Yaris, Uh right? Like, okay, then if if these used car dealerships can do it, why can't we import import a GR Yaris? You know, like, as long as Toyota's willing to sign a certificate, right? Like, Mm -hmm. let us... What the hell is up with this twenty-five year rule, right? <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's just it, garbage all around. It is. It like. it does it doesn't apply mm-hmm. to the people selling the cars. It mm-hmm. doesn't apply to the OEMs. It only only punishes us. Yeah, the consumers. The consumers. Yeah, which is complete BS. Right. It's because we don't have the pockets to fight these things. Yeah. Therefore, we lose. Yeah, big time. And so now, hmm. like the they, this is a bit of a gray gray area, but apparently because they're DOT spec, yes, then it's legal ish. That's interesting. Well, the, also the Yaris, I don't think they sell it here anymore. So a twenty twenty three Yaris might not be considered DOT spec anymore. But that that could be true that could be true too yes i yes, don't know yeah. i don't so know for, for i don't Yaris know wh- i don't know one way or the other right right, right? But, right. but my point wasn't so much the yaris correct correct, correct. right as yes. much as if they get to do it we should get to do it that i agree with right i want my skyline <laughs> you know you know get get out of here like yeah, these, these is... rules are so dumb especially right now it's like everybody wants cars whatever just let us have what we want to have yeah yeah. It doesn't. It just doesn't make sense. Now we're going to get into this capitalism talk because mm-hmm. free market. Yes. Right. Yeah. Means these laws shouldn't exist. Correct. The twenty-five year law shouldn't exist. No fifteen-year law. No ten-year mm-hmm. law. If the OEMs can't do it on the free market, they don't deserve to do it in the free market. That's we should true. be allowed to import whatever we want. We should have the same rights. Exactly. To your, exactly. The, the bottom exactly. Line. And they could argue, oh, well, you can import it. You just have to pay such and such and do this, this and that. But it's not that easy. It's definitely not easy. Yeah. Um, and, you know, really, California is the restrictor for skylines. It's not the rest of the country. Uh, for the 25 year rule, for the 25 year rule, you can import and register a skyline out of state. In other states, I should say, whereas here you cannot. Yeah, some states. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that is true. So yeah. I guess I can move. Yeah, you te- technically could for the skyline. For you the could skyline. Move. Yeah. Who wants to do that? Yeah, I've also have been looking into this service. Okay. There's a service that, um, like, uh, van life people use. Okay. To have a digital address. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, let's talk about this. Go ahead. Okay, and so I've been like, somebody told me who was actually living out of a a mobile home Okay. uh, that I worked with, and they were telling me that they used this service. The one, the same person that we we worked with together? No, no, this isn't my new job. Okay, okay. No, not that guy. (laughs) Hell no. Okay. Um, I wouldn't trust him. Uh Um, 
No, and she was telling me that she uses this because in a lot of things you have to have a legitimate address to register, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm like, well, could I use that address for like DMV reasons? And she's like, yeah, I used it for that. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so I'm like, you can receive mail. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. So as long as I can receive the mail and then somehow find a forwarding service to me. Yes. I could technically get a car registered pretty easily in like Texas. That's actually possibly true. And have my skyline. That's possibly true. It's just that local CHP is where you'll find issues. Right, right. Because but I like, I don't, I don't know, man. See, I I haven't lived that life yet. Mm-hmm. But like, say I drove it as often as I drive the E ninety two, which is really like just Fridays. Ten, uh, twenty minutes, one 20 way. Twenty minutes, one way. Yeah, I'm jinxing myself now, but yeah. What are the chances? I never see CHP on the way here and back. I agree with that completely. Yeah. It's just my experience here was the moment. I regist- I got my driver's license here. I still had an Illinois Civic SI license yeah. plate that went on the wall. I got a letter in the mail saying, hey, we noticed your car is not California. Uh, you either have to come into compliance and register it in California, or uh, we will investigate you and you will pay fines. So would I have to get licensed in Texas, too? That is probably where I made a mistake. I shouldn't have rushed to get my California driver's license, but I should have. I mean, like when you when you get your California, do you forfeit your Illinois? You, I've done it twice. I moved from Michigan to Illinois, Illinois to California. Yeah, you turn in a license. But before I left both of those situations, I would get a copy of my original license because I say I lost it. So I have two, I would have two licenses until it expired. And then I wouldn't, I never went back to Illinois to renew my old license. Right. But I technically, yes, did have two licenses at a certain point in time, you know, hopefully. But I mean, if like, let's say like you, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) uh, let's say, let's say you got the two licenses. Sure. Right. Sure. And then you, you came to California, got a license Mm -hmm. But then went back to Texas to renew your license. They would they're probably talking to each other. I now. think so now. Yeah. And that's probably how I got caught. They must look at like licenses and car ownership. I don't know, something. Man, the hoops we have to jump through. I know, dude. It's I mean, this was twenty thirteen that it yeah. happened. Twenty fourteen is when I got the letter. Come on, California. After one year. I know. We just want shit boxes. <laughs> I know. That's it. That's all and we it's want. Like one of like you know, ten thousand people amongst a population of yes. how many millions? Yeah, seriously, right? like forty million people. Like the way it's handled, you would think that like everybody here is going to end up in a skyline, like importing cars. Exactly. No, you nobody know. wants shit boxes. No, like nobody. We do. Like, yeah, uh, it's it most sucks. people couldn't even tell. Like, it, yeah, yeah, agreed. No, it's not a, agreed. But I'm still going to investigate. Well, hey. I mean, if they're importing cars from Korea, man, they got to start letting us do something. Yes, that's true. Yeah. That but anyway, true. next Very headline. Present. All right. So the car inventory situation is not quite what it seems. Uh, it turns out that there is a study. Right, or Well, obviously, every month, all the OEMs provide their inventory numbers. Like days supply is kind of how they measure it. And the brands that have the most supply tend to be the ones that have the biggest uh cars meaning the ones that have the least well a a resale value and also quality is low but i guess my point is is 
there are cars or brands of cars that do have a lot of supply on their lots. Okay. They're just the least desirable ones. Alfa Romeo. Yes. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and Fiat right under them. Oh, oh actually, my God. Fiat is the yeah, biggest. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm they not do have. Surprised. Yeah. They're, so they're also the cars. Alfa Romeo has like the two, the only two cars I think currently being sold under MSRP. That's correct. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So if you're looking for a car and you're desperate, these are some of the ways you can go. Fiat, Alfa Romeo, Volvo's next. Ram, so not Dodge, the Ram trucks. Okay. Which is a separate brand, I guess, apparently. And then Dodge. Okay. Polestar, Jeep, Buick, Chrysler, Jaguar, Lincoln, Cadillac. Not a single Japanese car or Asian brand in that mix. Yeah, those time. all sound like either gas guzzlers or just yes, ugly. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> or poor quality and workmanship. Exactly, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean... I guess Tesla. Well, oh, Tesla doesn't report their their inventory numbers, so they'd never be on these lists. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. So I guess again, if you're looking for a car and you're super desperate, you may have to either shop for that Mitsubishi Mirage, which was actually a little bit higher up than than the rest of these. But yeah. nonetheless, I mean the 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 brand with the lowest inventory supply. Could you guess? Out of all the OEMs, ah, the brand with lowest inventory for. Ford. One near and dear to your heart, Kia. Really? That yes. makes sense, actually. Yes, yes. That makes sense. Under 20 days supply. Wow. This was as of August 22. In the yeah, future. I should have known. I remember we talked about like Rio selling for like 5K, 8K over MSRP. <sighs> Telluride's also, right? Oh, That's, Telluride is more yeah, than that. Yeah, like yeah. 12K over. So. so you can buy those or you can get in a Korean imported uh, Toyota Prius. For less M over MSRP. For less over MSRP. There you go. Oh, my God. Next man. headline. Anyway, next headline. So one of our last points of escape is nearing the end, right? It's um, it was for a little while, right? If you wanted to disconnect from the world, sort of be off the grid, almost pseudo off the grid. Mm -hmm. Now you can leave your phone, get in your car, and drive away. Okay, right? By twenty twenty, more than ninety percent of all new cars were connected to the cloud in some way or another. Sorry, what percent? Ninety. Ninety percent. Ninety percent of new cars. Of new cars. It expect it's expected by twenty thirty that nearly a hundred percent of cars will be connected to the cloud in wow. some way or another. Okay. Right? The issues that this brings are issues that we are very familiar with. Yes. Hacking. Yes. Privacy hacking. Privacy hacking like privacy is now eliminated. All mm. cars have cameras. They do. Right? They do. Um if the automaker wants, they can make these cameras accessible to themselves, which then through through means of subpoenas or other easier ways, the Patriot Act. Sure. The police can summon that and right take if, it from you. If you cross the Mexican border. If you cross the Mexican they can border. Look at your shit. Download your car and shit. Yes. Info. Yeah. Where have you been? Yeah. Now. Mm -hmm. Now. The where the risk is right, the bigger well that might be a bigger the biggest risk, but where there is more risk is now you're you're gonna have everyday Joes that know their ways around computers, being able to steal your car, steal your data, yep, hacking your car even just for fun. Mm -hmm. The security in these cars is atrocious. GM is currently using Java-based clients. Okay, and you know what that means. Yes, but 
for people who aren't in the tech world, it essentially means they're using technology from like mid to late 90s. Correct. Right. Correct. Yes. To and that means that they somebody's had 25 years to figure out how to get through it. Yes. Yep. It takes it takes people what a few months to crack a PS3, PS4, PS5. That's a very good point. You know, which is supposed to be new technology. Yeah. Yes. 25 years, cake. Yeah. Cake. Absolutely. So th- this is a little scary for me mm-hmm. because you've lived in a tech world professionally. That's what we do. We, yes. we in the tech world, and security is not good. Crap. Ola. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they're for, basically text files moving around. Oh yeah. All over the so world. basically, and it, it's only recently, like, re- and by recently, I mean maybe within the last five years, in which, you know. Personal information has now become a little more sensitive in how it's handled. Fair enough, yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. But even in our industries, which are very, very heavily tech industries, Mm -hmm. not like a hybrid car tech industry. Yes. Security's a little lax. Yes. So... What more with cars is your point? With cars, I think we're starting over, right? Mm -hmm. Like, now cars are becoming shitty tech companies. Right. Right? They don't really have... They're not going to immediately hire a full security staff. Yes. Right? They might yeah. start with one or two or whatever, mm-hmm. how many mm-hmm. they think they need. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be a slow progression to the security required in these cars. Mm-hmm. So your essential cars are computers now, and they're going to be able to hack you. Yes. And look at what you're doing. Yes. So... Buy shit boxes. Buy shit boxes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. No, yes. don't buy shit boxes. <laughs> so we can keep them. So right? we can keep them, yeah. yeah. But you know this is I, I it's I uh it's a a statement that I see a lot right tech enthusiast will say my entire house is smart and what that means is they have all these devices sure and, and plug in and stuff tech workers mm-hmm. they know better the only piece of technology they have in their house is a printer <laughs> a laptop yeah and a gun to shoot both <laughs> in case something happens. <laughs> Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, because I'm in the uh, because I'm in the tech industry, I got rid of my smartwatch. Oh, that's why you yeah. don't wear it anymore. Oh, dude, it's 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 too much. Yeah. And it I is. like if there was a way for me to get rid of my phone, mm-hmm. I would. Mm-hmm. But, but you carry two now too. But I ca- <laughs> and you carry two. Yes. <laughs> at times, I got my at times I have my work phone and my phone, yep. and so now I've got two things tracking me. Yep. And yeah, man, it's just it's it. There's just no escaping it anymore. And I feel like we're getting a little too comfortable with it. It's definitely 1984 Big Brother. Oh, yeah, man. Big time. Like I hear Alexa's going off and like Zoom calls at work. Yeah. And I'm like, they've got my voice now. Like I refuse to have an Alexa or a Google Home in my house. Yeah. Never have because I don't want anyone listening to me in my house. Although I have my phones, mm-hmm. smart TVs now. Yes, and now Alexa can hear you through Zoom calls. That's true. You know, we're all in each other's homes. We are, and I and like to play pranks on my coworkers on Zoom. I like <laughs> to say, "Hey Alexa" or "Hey Google," <laughs> and the triggers. <laughs> yeah, play Baby Shark. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, yeah. So I feel like the car industry is falling behind on this. I would say they definitely are because they're a product and a manufacturing company first. Yeah, meaning they know how to make these really complicated products and make them in mass, but they're not software and tech companies from a Software tech companies, I should say. Yeah. I'll combine that word. They're not software tech companies, so they're not always thinking about the best in software security. GM clearly isn't. 
There my Honda, my generation is easily hackable. Apparently, oh really? Talked, I didn't know that. About, yeah, if you can repeat the signal from the the remote, yeah, and or spy and catch capture the signal, yeah, all the codes that are old they don't get uh, deleted. They get, you can reuse an old code that gets oh, sent from the remote. Yes, man. and these are '08 and up um, Hondas. Uh, yeah, around there. Yeah, shitbox is the way. Shitbox is the way. Shit Old school, turn the key the and start the car type yeah, stuff, man. man. Yes. But anyway, next headline and last headline. My last headline. Um, oh, okay. So this week there was a hurricane, unfortunately, in Florida. Yeah. And shout I, out to everybody listening from Florida. Uh, I've got a few coworkers. I'm glad that things got downgraded after a little while because yeah. things got really scary. But I hope you're okay. Yes. But we did see some freaky images. Were they under the path in the path of the storm oh they were in the path they well, lost the whole state they lost power and we oh, lost yeah. contact with them and stuff Dang. and i was checking on on them like 10 messages and stuff i'm like you guys all right because yeah it was unfortunately we get the most dramatic news sure right so yeah. then i'm like damn they're under six feet of water like yeah that's scary. But inland, it was probably like one foot in the streets. I still don't have all the details of sure. what they experienced, but mm. I did see roofs coming off of houses, you yes. know? So it's like, yes. yeah, this isn't good. Yeah. So they're all safe, and that's great. Yep, yep, yep. There was a McLaren P1 owner yeah. whose uh, car got submerged, and it, w- it was dragged out by the water from his from his garage or his property, um, and he only owned the car for a week. So knowing that insurance likely will cover it, although insurance has probably got like uh, insurance requests up the wazoo. Yeah. Would it make you feel bad that your supercar, it's not a hypercar, supercar, after one week of ownership was essentially considered salvaged? Absolutely. Yeah. I don't, dude, I don't care if it was a shitbox. Yeah. Like it's, uh, yeah, I mean, a week with the car? You got no attachment to it almost. No, that's not true. No, you don't feel like one no, week? No, you're in like the honeymoon phase. Ah, you know, like okay, everything okay. tastes good. Uh-huh, you know, like uh-huh. the, the butterflies are still flying. Knowing that it'll get replaced. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah. I mean, you're 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 bummed a little less. <laughs> okay, okay. Right, because you know it's going to be, well, sure. you don't know that it's going to be replaced. You know that you're going to get money back. That's true. Right. That is true. And it'll be a decreased value because it's used. Right. After so only not... one week, I wonder if you take a hit. Yeah. That's that's a good point. But I would feel I, I would feel bad. I'd be I'd be angry. Okay. Okay. You know, but also I think that I would be ready for it. Mm-hmm. Because I can't imagine that you didn't know how serious this was going to be, and therefore you would take the necessary precautions. Yeah. Because I did see, much like other hurricanes, there were people parking their cars in their living rooms. Oh, really? Oh, they were in Florida. And these are, I'm talking about challengers, you know, like (laughs) chargers. Shit boxes. uh, You know, exactly. The new new shit boxes, you know. So it's 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 not a McLaren. Which is smaller. Like, if you owned a McLaren and you had a hurricane coming, right, what uh-huh. would you do? Would you say, well, the insurance will pay for it, so we're going to just risk it and leave it in the garage? Or would you find a way to put it in your house, even though I don't know that there's a way to do that here? Well, with our houses, there isn't a way unless your sliding door, you remove it or something. Right? Yeah, Which yeah. Actually, that would be a way. Yeah, yeah. Um, in the back, through the backyard. I was just thinking about that as you were saying that. So, to your point, 
he could have done a little bit more to see what he could do with getting one would assume he had a window big enough in a rich person's house to yeah. get a McLaren into the house, but maybe he doesn't care enough to Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like I would have stored it, you know? I might have gone to a um, parking, parking structure, garage, yeah. taking it to the upper floors and next to a wall of yeah. some sort. Yeah. Hope for the Not best. Not the highest floor, but yeah. like one mm-hmm. under. Yeah. And yeah. Yep. And then be good there. Mm-hmm. There's less of a chance. Maybe the hurricane takes the parking structure, but at that point, nothing is safe anyway. That's so. exactly right. Yeah. yeah. Better odds. Not a flood. Yeah. Although, yeah. I mean, you don't know what debris would be hitting your car also. So that's the thing. Yeah. But I think if you're at McLaren level, you kind of know money plays. And he was probably true. like, true. Or maybe he was regretting it already. Yeah. You know, yeah. maybe he didn't really have the money for the McLaren, <laughs> you know, and, and he this was, was like, a way out. This was a this way was out. <laughs> yeah. Instead of lighting it on fire, he's yes. like, I'll just let the flood take it. Hey, yeah, that's not a bad. But the way, way it go. happened, it kind of sucks. Right. It was in the garage and then it was not. Yes, <laughs> that's true, which is weird. So that means that, yeah, the garage got ripped off if there's a garage. Door. Oh, yeah. The garage. I mean, water is powerful, man. That's true. Fair enough. And so the, it got flooded in there, floated in there and then tore through the door. Mm, yeah. Which wow. is crazy because. My, I don't think my garage door or I don't know if yours are sealed enough to contain water like that. Uh, what, you, you don't think that you or your house would be engulfed in water? Or your garage would be engulfed in water? No. What you mean? No, well, it would. Sorry. Oh, yeah, so I guess the water level on the outside was just as high. Yeah. That's yes, the only way yes, this could have worked. Right, that's right. Yeah. yeah the mm-hmm. water level. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. But man, dude, that. Uh, I would suck. It's a bummer nonetheless. Yeah. Absolutely. You wouldn't care because of the insurance? Maybe a lot less, I would say. Yeah. I would agree. I think, like, I'd have more love for my shit boxes just yeah. because of, you know. Um, They're a little less replaceable. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. That's the word I was looking for. They're a yeah. little bit less replaceable. So. Yeah, but I don't know. I feel like my house is high enough to where I would make stupid decisions, like just, like, put the car on the quick jack. And then try hope for that hope for the best. Yeah, because yeah. I am a little higher elevated from the street. So in total, it would probably have to be like six feet of water to even get into my garage. Yes, potentially. But you never know. Definitely. But as far inland as I am, I think I'm OK. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So those yeah. in the coast. Good that luck. sucks, man. When I saw that, I was like, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. But it's a it, it's a little <laughs> it's kind of shitty to say, but it's. I'm a little less empathetic to someone who owns a McLaren. That's kind of true. You know, if, that's, if, honest, if being like, honest. that's yeah, being honest and truthful. Yeah. If like the dude that owned his charger lost his, yeah. I'd be a little more sad about him. Yeah. You know, because he's mm-hmm. working hard to keep right. those payments yeah. Yeah. on 12 yeah. percent interest up, you know. <laughs> but anyway, let's get uh, those are your headlines for yes. the week. Let's get into our last segment or new segment, the Craigslist Underground. And this is we're going to cover the underbelly of used car buying and the first topic that we're going to discuss came about because our friend eli Eli, Mm -hmm. from eli villa motorsport uh i was having a discussion with him okay and he was telling me that in washington Mm -hmm. when you register a new car after buying it Mm -hmm. they enter the car into a system okay and then spits out a value okay and then you're taxed on that value yes that makes like kelly blue book yes I've never had to do that here. Okay. It's always your own declared value. After you've bought a used car. Yeah. So when I buy every single car I've ever owned for $500, mm-hmm. I put <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I put five hundred dollars, uh-huh, right? Uh-huh. And, or the the seller puts five hundred dollars on the on the title. T- on the title, yes. I go register it. California says okay. Pay my taxes on five hundred dollars. We're sure. good to go. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did try to research to see if other states had these programs. I mm-hmm. couldn't find anything really concrete. Yes, but obviously with Washington doing it, there's got to be others. That's right. And I had mentioned to you that in Illinois, my dad gifted me right. And truthfully, he gifted me a car, the Camry Solara. So nothing to get excited about. (laughs) But I feel like I remember them, them being at the DMV. Yeah. Looking up the value of the car to make sure that it was a shitbox in price. Okay. And sure enough, it was like under like a couple thousand, you know, three, five thousand bucks. So what we had put was not far off. Uh, well, we called we called it a gift. Yeah, yeah. So then, thus, I didn't have to pay taxes on it. But yeah, so I I don't know if it was a combination of low value gift makes sense. And yeah. Thus, they didn't, you know, tax me at its actual I rate. St- I can't even believe they looked it up. I've never had that experience. Yes. None of my used cars, ever. Yeah. All all the E thirty sixes, my first Honda, the E thirty six I have now, the E ninety two. So, yeah, that's a good question is the yeah. E92, they accepted whatever the do- dollar amount was that was put on that. They accepted my declared value. Yes. Which you don't have to disclose. But I will. And I will absolutely not disclose. <laughs> <laughs> but it was. OK. Yeah. So they accepted it without searching and researching. Without researching, there was no entry of anything on a computer. There was no nothing. It was just this is the declared value. OK. Beep, 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 boop. This is how much you owe. That's you're on your way. That is how computers sound. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh, you know, uh-huh. so I'm like, uh, uh, so when he told me that, I was like, man, that's crazy. I mean, if if you really want all your tax money, that's yes. smart. Yes. You know, I guess California is a little more lax in that area. One of the few areas where yeah. they actually lax. How, how many? I mean, when you when you purchased the S2000, you had to provide a declared value, right? Yes. Oh, but did the owner put the legitimate value on there? I think so. <laughs> I th- I'm uh, no, I'm really thinking. Hard. It wasn't even part. Of, was it a discussion at all? It was actually not a discussion. Then he put. Then that's what he put. He probably put close to, if not the declared value. Thus, I paid the actual rightful tax that I paid. Makes sense. So let, let's talk about interactions, right? Mm-hmm. When it comes to this, because this is a very calm. I feel like I'm like. Uh, a magician revealing secrets. Sure, almost, sure, right? sure. But sure. this is a common practice in it like the used car market, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Any time you can get one on the man, yes, you know, you try. And I mean, I've had, I think more times than not, I've had sellers like they're writing all the information in the title, and they look up at me and they're like, "How much do you want me to put on this?" Ah, uh, so they're kind enough to actually speak to you oh, about yeah, it directly. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're, yeah, they're, uh, it's, it's, it's common enough to where even sellers are like, you know. Whatever. What do you, what do you want on this? Ah, But your okay. experience hasn't been that, right? Even like the boxer that you just purchased? So the boxer, the gal left it blank. Oh, really? Yes. So she's like, I don't want to be part no, of this. No, she didn't know. That was the first time she ever sold oh. anything used. So she didn't have a clue. And I, I forgot, it's been like three years or four years since I I bought this car. So. That's not that long, dude. Well, yeah, but <laughs> you do these things like once or twice. Yeah, that's true. That's in, true. In your life or whatever. What did you do? You know what your homie put? So he probably lowered the price. Okay. Um, to help himself. Yeah. 
on the uh, Michigan taxes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's my presumption. Yeah, and so I've had that happen, too. Okay. There's the leave it blank. Uh-huh. There's the ask you. Okay. And then there's the the buyer asking, right? Ah, uh, yes. The yes. where you use it as a negotiation tool. Well, that's a, that was my next question. Do yeah. you say, uh, do you as a buyer say, or maybe as a seller, either side, yeah. say, well, I won't take a th- 500 bucks off, but I'll lower the it declared value on the or hypothetically. Yeah, I mean, there, there's two ways, right? Yes. As a seller, you can say, OK, no, I won't sell it to you for five hundred dollars less. Yes. But instead of putting it for 10 K for 10 K, uh-huh. I'll put five. Yes. Right. Yes. And that's saving you however much you want to calculate in tax. Yes. 10 percent of that. Sure. Right? Sure. Sure. In taxes. Um, so as a buyer, do you do you t- accept that as a. Um, as a game as a buyer, I try to jump on that before the seller. Oh, okay. Okay. Right. So okay. I try to say like, okay, I won't give you what you want. Uh huh. Or. Okay. No, as the buyer, yeah, as a buyer, you're saying, I don't, I won't give you 10k. I'll give you nine and a half. Wait. Yeah. How would we do this? How do we talk through this? No. So the, yeah, yeah, I, just yeah. got, I got really lost. So so the thing, so yeah, you're like they want ten five. Yes, they right? want ten five. It's the same. It's the same move that we just discussed. Yes. And you're offering ten. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And then so then I'll say, OK, how about this? I'll go up to ten two fifty. OK. But you write this number on the title okay and we're good to go there you go right okay, that's that that'll be the move okay and then they'll be okay. like it's nothing to them yeah right? exactly even exactly. though i think it's a felony so <laughs> <laughs> nothing but so the, the real question you're asking is all right uh will you take a felony yes and <laughs> for a couple hundred dollars <laughs> uh-huh. you know, that's that's all it is but it's it it's very very it's common. It happens a lot. It is common, definitely. And you know, California knows. I'm sure they do. I'm sure they I do. I think if they, I don't they know. They get it back in the DMV fees every year, registration fees. I mean, because the, but they technically could get the DMV fees and the taxes. That's true, right? It's missing. If, it's it, money on the table that it, they miss. Yeah, out. if they did the lookup feature, and now, I mean, it's been. Oh man, so it's pro- it's been four years for both of us. Maybe now they're actually doing this potentially that's yeah true. i mean for those listening to you out there go to our instagram at anyone octane or you watching on youtube let us know if you've registered a used car recently in california mm. are you now are they looking up your car and assessing the value and assessing the value instead of using the declared value I'd, I'd be interested to know well they don't go out and look at the car so you could say no they just kelly blue book it kind correct. of correct so right? they just throw in mileage year and making um whatever yeah 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 so you could say dude go out there or you could just say dude it's an absolute worst shape yeah ever. it's a shell of a car yeah and that's what i'm buying and they're never gonna get out of that dmv like station and actually go and look knowing the, car. the dmv though they'll tell you to kick rocks yeah they'll still give you the value that they have on there that's tr- that's a good point yeah that's an easy way the easy out yeah, man. But yeah, that's um, yeah. It's it's a it's a negotiation tool I've used many times. Okay. And what's up with Eli selling the car right away? Do you know? 
He that's what he bought it for. Oh, he bought yeah. it to build a he, spec E46. To spec E46 and then sell, sell it right away. Yeah. Ah, and see if there's a, a market move. in that. Yeah. To see. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. That was the whole plan. I mean, as far as discussing with him, that was sort of the plan. He even mentioned to me early on. I thought about it, but I don't really have any desires to move into spec E46. So. Oh, to buy. Yeah. To buy Got the it. car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's. Uh, I, I, I And have you ever had that experience of what of of, of uh, using a lower declared value? So the one of the other Porsche Boxsters I looked at, the guy offered that as an option. Oh, he did. He did. There uh, you go. I'll write whatever you want on the title. Yeah. You know, if you yeah. just give me my and we remember we were at a five hundred dollar gap. In terms of uh, negotiation price. Right, right. And we walked away from it. Not because of legal morals, which is actually the right way to do it, but just because we were like, no, nah, we're not going to fight over 500 We want our price. We don't care about you undercutting the government to save both of us money. That's not the way we're gr- we were going to do it. We wanted our 500 from him. Yeah, that's funny. It is. That's funny, how right? common it is. And that's right. That and is honestly, how it's it is. it's it's been it's been my experience so much on used car transactions, whether with like family, friends, or just myself. Uh huh. That now, when I buy a car and I see like title, taxes, and fees, or whatever, I yes. feel scammed. Oh, you know, yeah, like yeah. But it's yeah. legit, right? It's, it is it's, legit. It's, it's, it's a legit way to do yes, things. Yes. But yeah, man, it just sucks to get taxed on the full. You know, if you're buying a Supra, for example, right, 50k tax, oof, yeah. that's gonna hurt. Yeah, almost nine percent. Yeah, that thing. yeah, man. Yeah, that's very true. Damn, that's a lot in taxes. It is a lot just to be able to own a car. Yeah, when will it be a shitbox? What year will that? Come uh, when will it be a shitbox, man? As soon as somebody sells it and modifies the title. Oh, there you go. I wonder if they keep that. Which one? I'm gonna have at one point they kept like a database database of what people declared mm. and use that to balance things out. Somebody have to do the data entry. Nobody's gonna do that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. DMV is not good about record no. keeping. I yeah, think. that's too. Although much that's their sole job. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Yes. But anyway, let's get into our last segment of the episode: movers and shakers, automatic seatbelts. Randy's gonna take us through a journey. That is very near and dear to his heart. Don't stop believing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That, that was a Joe Coy call out. Um, so back in the day, if you were a millennial or you drove ship boxes um, that are from the late early 80s through to the mid 90s. OK. If you ever had a car like that, you may have come across a function or feature where the car had some sort of automated seatbelt function. And how this worked was for there are two kinds actually. There was a motorized kind, okay, and a non-motorized kind. So the motorized kind is called um, passive restraint, okay, and the manual kind was called active restraint because you're actively enabling the um, the motor the uh, seatbelt. Oh, so, so today you, you had to belt, press a button or yeah, like a switch. Yeah, so well, no, it it would be um, you would pull the lap belt over your lap. So that would be considered. How is considered that different from putting on a seatbelt? <laughs> <laughs> so, the, and that's that's the funny story of all of this, right? Okay. Is, is okay. So, in in 1975, the Volkswagen Golf was the first car 
where when you walked in, when you opened the door of the car, okay, the seatbelt was attached to the door near that the the front window. Okay. So, so let's talk about the front driver's seat. Yeah. The 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 seatbelt, the if you call it a triangle, the um the the shoulder portion yeah. was attached to the door. Okay. So you open the door, that seatbelt is just sticking out all the way across the entrance of the car. <laughs> oh my come on. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And you'd sit in the car and when you close the door, it would be retracting and then thus you would be uh in a air quote seatbelt. Uh, okay. But okay. the second stage of that is to grab the lap belt okay. and f- bring it, pull it over your lap and buckle it in. Okay. Did you never have a car that had this? No. Oh, you didn't. I never had a car with oh, automatic seatbelts. Oh, yeah, okay. I never had a car. So that was the first year of that car, uh, that feature ever being put into play, 1975 Volkswagen Golf. Okay. So um, in 1977... The U.S. DOT basically mandated that by 1983, every new car should have either automatic seatbelts or airbags. Okay. This is how crazy and how recent this stuff was. Uh, So they had to have either or. Correct. Okay. Either or. So some manufacturers, probably many many manufacturers, opted for this automatic seatbelt function over airbags. I don't know if it was because airbags were more dangerous. The technology probably just wasn't there yet. Usually comes down to dollars. That's exactly right. Yeah. It's probably cheaper to put have a mini motor or just, again, it's bolted to the door. Yeah, yeah. In, in the case of this Volkswagen Golf. Um, and I can show a picture of it. So the um, so because of this mandate, then obviously all the OEMs had to pursue an automatic seatbelt function. And again, how it worked is... Um, at a later point, outside of the like hard mounted to the door seatbelt, traditionally what we saw was that it was a motorized mechanism where the shoulder belt would start at the bottom of the A pillar and then slide up to the B pillar, yeah. essentially, yep, yep. in the car, right? And so the next car, um, the, actually the first car to have this motorized function was a 1981 Toyota Cressida, which actually we did get those here in America. So it's like a yeah. l- it's the luxury tier of a Toyota. Okay. Before Lexus was even a thing. Cressida? Cressida. It's not Cressida. Uh, it's Cressida. As oh, far as the, the rest that. of the world, I don't know if in L.A., Cali or America, uh, you know, like in the West Coast, it was called. I don't Cressida. think I've ever heard anyone ever say it. I've only ever read it. Oh, OK. Yeah, OK. Yeah. yeah. Cressida is what I know it to be. OK. Nonetheless. Um, so that was the first time, again, this motorized. A pillar to B pillar type of function was a thing. And we had a 1989 Camry um, station wagon okay. that actually had this okay. feature in the Did car. Did they have them in, in both the front and back seats? No, just the driver and passenger of the uh, front. And again, you had to take the lap belt and manually it was an active restraint. You'd actually have to pull it over your lap and buckle it in. So there were essentially two seatbelts, one automatic Correct. one. It's a two-piece seatbelt, yeah. That's stupid. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> it is so stupid. That Absolutely. Sucks, and that's where the article came from, like dumb features of cars that just thankfully fizzled out. Yeah, because yes. the only one, the ones that I saw, like it, it was automatic, but both the lap belt and the shoulder, right? Yeah, so there were some cars that did actually have a full – 
um, the full triangle of a seatbelt yeah. automated. One of them was actually a 240SX um, convertible. Okay. I had never seen it, so I was fully unaware that that was a thing. I don't even know how it would function, or I can't imagine. I didn't have the... I could have sworn I had a friend in high school who had a 80s Accord. Okay. Where the whole thing, where including the, whole, the lap, yeah, would 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 pull over, would be, yeah, and be mounted. I, I mean, I might be remembering that incorrectly, but I, I could have sworn it was. In theory, it's nice. In theory, in theory, it's yeah, it's a nice I idea. I saw a lot of like heads and faces get caught on seatbelts. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a, I think there was some sketches like SNL sketches or whatever that would make fun of that. Yeah, that yeah. Whole thing. Um, and you could uh, with our with our camera, you could unbuckle it at the B pillar. Right, or, I remember or seeing that too. Yeah, which again, to your point, it's like, why then? Why have it? Right. Like, well, I, I feel like that's more of a safety thing, right? Like, what if it gets stuck and you need to? Oh, get out? if the motor dies. Yeah, yeah. So okay, so it's to bypass any like functional issues with yeah. with the motor. That that makes a ton of sense. But obviously it was a disaster because then everybody went to airbags. Well, that was the thing. So it must have been that the cost of the airbag um, function was just eventually became way cheaper. Yeah. But for sure, it proved to be a safer and a better alternative. The um, I have data. There was a person that was unfortunately decapitated because of these automated seatbelts. Really? Because she didn't put her lap belt on. This was reported by Tampa Bay News. Oh, my God. Yeah, but it was like a one-off. So it wasn't like a common issue. <laughs> it was just one death. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, yeah, and that's an unfortunate thing to say. That's, but, yes. That, and so that was sort of, I had questions around the strength of yeah. the belt because it's on a motor, right? Right. Like, how right. strong could it possibly be? I will say that it would, like, have an active restraint, meaning it would tighten up if you, like, try to jerk forward too. That makes sense. Yes. That makes sense. But that 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 restraint was at the waist, and it was, for the shoulder part, was at the waist. Like, I don't know how much force it takes to decapitate you, but it, I have to imagine it's a lot. I would think so, too. And maybe she was short, and thus, like... Jeez, right? Like, wow, it's sad. It's sucks. it must have been. It was. It had to have been obviously at her neck, right? And well, you not, can't get decapitated at your chest, <laughs> yeah, Randy. <laughs> yeah. So, like, yes, exactly. So yeah. she was probably wearing it wrong, maybe, or something. She, it was just, she, yeah, yeah. Wow. I mean, I I can see like you flying forward, and then wow. Well, what sucks about it too is like, yeah, because it's not like. Nowadays, the seatbelts, you can actually adjust the height of the shoulder portion, right? Yeah, yeah. In your B-pillar. Yeah, yeah. This wasn't the case with the, I mean, even in that era of car, but yes, even... Um, I mean, even now, only some cars allow you that's that adjustment. That's right. Yeah. But more so, this is it's just higher up because yeah. there's only, it, the motor can only go so far down. Should have worn your lap belt, man. Yes, exactly. And so to that point, only it was a study was done and only 28% of passengers actually would click the lap belt. I mean, there was, I mean, wearing seatbelts wasn't a thing until like the 90s and even late 90s. That's absolutely that. correct. And yeah. I, I am a culprit of that myself. I got, I got ticketed. Oh, you got ticketed. I got ticketed for not wearing a seatbelt. What started your actual like true habit of putting the seatbelt on? Getting ticketed. Oh, so it was ticketing for it you. It was, uh, yeah. I mean, when you're young, you're stupid. And so I wasn't really worried about that so much. And it wasn't it wasn't like I refused to wear my seatbelt. I wasn't okay. one of those guys. OK. It was just kind of like it wasn't enough of a habit for me to remember every time. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. It was kind of like it's kind of like how when you leave a room and you accidentally leave the light on. 
Like that's what oh would, yeah yeah that's yeah. what I would compare it to right yeah. like I would put it on but it, sometimes I just forget mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and this one time I was actually already in a park parking lot okay and so I pulled into a park parking lot I'm I'm going there I think either with my girlfriend at the time I I don't remember who I was with and the cop pulls me over in the park parking lot okay and I'm like what the he-? like I am s- like the seatbelt is so out of my mind that I had no idea why he was pulling me over. So you were parked already or cruising through the parking lot? I was cruising through the parking lot okay. looking for parking. Okay. When he lit me up. Okay. And okay. so then I park, he parks, he starts walking over and in like the most smug and douchey way, of course, he grabs his pen and like sticks it into the door and like lifts the seatbelt with his pen. Ah, uh, and like shows your it to window me. is open because my window was open because I always have my windows open. Yes, yes. And and I was like, fuck. Uh huh. Uh huh. And he's like, is there any reason why you're not wearing this? And I'm like, oh, I just forgot. And he's like, yes. uh huh. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I I really just forgot, man. I I, I usually wear it, but I, I really just forgot. I'm in the park parking lot, and he's like, it doesn't matter. What year was this, John? Out of curiosity, or what car? You could say what car. This then. was the. This was the. It was the Honda. Okay, the Honda Civic, Civic. My first car. I had just gotten it. It had. You weren't in college. No, I, it had to be two thousand four. Okay. Two thousand three. Okay. Two thousand four. And uh, this was actually in uh, right next to El Camino College. Okay. And I didn't even I didn't even try to talk myself out of it. Yeah. Like the guy was so he was like he was treating me like he was treating me like I had run someone over. Oh, you know, like like I I would I was trying to talk in the beginning and it was just like doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It it doesn't matter. And he's right, actually. I mean, not really. (laughs) You know, because fighting it. Technically, I was in a park parking lot when he saw me. Oh, right. Okay. I'm. Not, I wasn't. Uh, but I mean, maybe because it was a park, it's still public. I. I don't know. I like it, it's not a traffic right. citation. If I'm not in the traffic area, that's right? the way you're understanding. That's the way it. that I saw this. Okay. Uh-huh. And uh, I ended up fighting it that way. And did you win? And I won. You won. I won. Yeah. Really? Won. But he didn't show up. So there's, oh, that, there's that. Okay. Yeah. There's you're lucky. that. You're lucky. But uh. But yeah, I was just like, I was like, this guy, man, like, what the hell? But yeah, the, after that, mm-hmm. I always wore a seatbelt. Ah, okay. and it wasn't so much the fine as it was. I hate going to court. Like, it's like going to the doctor. Worse. It's just. Sucks. I'd argue it's worse. Yeah, mm-hmm. it just sucks. Especially so traffic court. The, so after that, seatbelts became a regular thing. But I never had automatic ones. Maybe if I had automatic ones, I would have never actually gotten a ticket. That's right, and that was the benefit. I'd say that was the benefit of having that feature. It forced you. It forced you to have it on. Yeah. Again, during an era where nobody wore seatbelts. But then I might have been decapitated because I wouldn't have worn the lap belt. Yeah. So I found my quote. So yeah, twenty-five year old was decapitated when she got in an accident. Um. Was riding collide, yeah, collided with another car in Tampa Bay. Was Nin- it the was the, the did the seatbelt decapitate her, or did she just happen to be decapitated? It, it would turns out she was only wearing the cross chest belt at the time. Damn. Her husband, who had completely buckled up, came out of the accident with serious injuries. Oh man, that's rough. So whether she was the passenger or not, who knows? Obviously, front seat, automatic seatbelt. Maybe it was it was at her neck, most likely, right? Based on physics and all that jazz. So, 
unfortunately, the force was just that much that it chopped her head off. Damn, man. Quick death. When did you start wearing a seatbelt? That was what I, that's a good continuation to the story. Uh, so, dude, it what, what forced me to start wearing my seatbelt was my 2008 Honda Civic because it beeps incessantly oh. until you put it on. Yeah, cars didn't do that before. It did not. And I yeah. had a 99 Camry Solara before that. Yeah. So for that 10-year gap, well, for, I mean, yeah, for, for the longest time, I didn't from 16 till 2008. So that's 99 to 2008. I wasn't wearing seatbelt. And it's such an easy thing to do, and you're so much safer for it. A billion percent. God, we're so dumb. It is so stupid. Absolutely. And I. I'll and take now look at us. Like, we think harnesses are cool. <laughs> I mean, one, you I, know, in my Celica, though, I will say that the shoulder seatbelt pad got me wearing my seatbelt a little bit more. Shoulder seatbelt You remember pads? how that was a thing with the Fast and Furious oh, era? Oh, yes. But the pads were cool with the harnesses. Yeah, and I had it on my standard seatbelt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I thought was that, that was so funny because, like, kid. you know, grow, growing up, mm -hmm. you know, like when you're getting into the age of having a car. Yes. Like, all the kids, it was a common thing to think seatbelts weren't cool. It was like wearing a helmet when you were a skateboarder. Correct. Right? Correct. But Correct. it was really cool to see harnesses in a car. Yeah. And it's, it was just so... It was it's just so dumb. Yeah. It's just dumb. It, it's, it's so dumb. Yeah, it's, it's so like stupid. To, to, yeah, like, what cool? what's cool and what isn't cool? That's, like, the only way you operate when you're at that age. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. it's so dumb. Yes. But that's cool. When, so when did, when did, like the automatic seatbelt start getting phased out. So around 1995, the last two cars that actually had um, these automatic seatbelts were an Eagle Summit and a Ford Escort um, in 1995. So that wow. was the last year to ever have it because okay. um, uh, airbags got mandated by themselves. Um, so then the, the across either the board, or rule doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, why have motorized functions in your car that are excess? Yeah. Let's just all put airbags and everything, and that's it. Yeah. That was essentially the DOT's, uh, NHTSA's decision. Thus, the uh, automatic seatbelt. That belt was the went. end of the automatic yeah, seatbelt. Great, rightfully so, and thankfully, because it, it served less function because again we weren't putting on the lap belts at all ever i mean i think it'd be cool to find a way to automatically get harnessed into my race car you know maybe not my regular car really but like what if technology yeah because like like i have to i've said this before i have to do things in a specific order when i get into my race car cause yeah there's a there's there's an order in which mm -hmm. i can execute my functions in which yes. i can no longer close my door <laughs> Oh, so before you buckle in, you before have to reach I buckle out, in a, yeah. close the door, close then the door, buckle, and then buckle. Five point buckle. Or point. I, well, no, I have to. I have to get in, put my steering wheel on. Okay. Then close the door. Uh -huh. Then buckle in. Wow. Right. Because oh, there's a chance that I don't. I can Depending on where I put my steering wheel, I might not be able to reach it. I see. Yeah. Okay. And I will to your point. If there was a way to hide the seatbelt completely. But then it comes out from some robotic automated way. Yeah, that would be kind of cool too, potentially. Well, I, I, the BMW doesn't hide them, but BMW invented the the sticking out thing. The, they call it the seatbelt butler. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes. And yes, so, yes. like, the seatbelt is behind you. It's sort of out of sight when you're looking into the car. Oh, okay. But when you get into the car, the seatbelt butler pushes the seatbelt into your into your peripheral vision yes. for you to be able to pull it and lock it in. Seatbelt butler. And those things are the first things to break on that car. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. No one even replaces them. What gen... Uh, BMW did that start or what year? E ninety twos. E ninety two. Yeah, the E nineties. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So two uh, mid two thousands. I think that's only uh, that's more of a German car thing because probably my- it's like over engineered crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because my parents' Lexuses don't have that. Yeah. And so I was like, ah. Oh. No, I didn't because I I there was a moment in time that I wanted to fix them right because I wanted like everything to be fully intact sure. in the car. And so I started looking into, okay, what parts do I need to buy? Uh-huh. And I remember I'm like looking things up, like, cause I'm like, oh, seatbelt holder, seatbelt puller, BMW seatbelt puller. Uh-huh. And then I see, oh, BMW seatbelt butler. And I'm just dying in my seat. <laughs> I'm like, a seatbelt butler? Uh-huh. That's what you call this? Kind of makes sense. I guess it's serving you the seatbelt. Sure, sure, sure. And it's cheap to fix. Is it? But it they just break easily. Oh, uh, okay, okay. It's more of a frustration to fix them than anything. But the motors, the motors stay intact. It's the, the it's trigger, the little, the it's the plastic that holds the seatbelt that breaks. Okay, yeah, really? Yeah, so you have to replace that arm that comes out. Okay. And that's it. But like, why I, I can reach my own seatbelt? Yeah, you know? like it's not it's not. I mean, a big yeah, deal. it's a little further back. Yeah, but yeah, now it actually gets in the way more because it still sticks out, but it doesn't bring the seatbelt out. So then I try to pull the seatbelt, and it'll get caught in the seatbelt butler. Oh, wow! So it's a more of a seatbelt villain at this point. I see. Yeah, inconvenience. It's such an inconvenience. Seat but they're so nag. dumb. They should have just never included them. Yeah. I don't I, I really don't see the point. Yeah, no. I mean, maybe somebody said like, oh, like the seatbelt is really far back. And this is for coupes and sedans. You're I saying, think sedans right? have them, too, although I'd, I've never owned a sedan. Oh, OK. But I think they have them, too, because in my Camry Solara, there is which was a coupe. There was a extra like not a, a mechanical function, but like a thing that was holding it outwards. So it was easier to reach. Yeah, it was right over my shoulder. Not quite like as far back. Because yeah, the B this, pillar is further back in a in a. Coupe. Yeah, this one's pretty far back. Right, and so I'm guessing because of that, they decided to do it. Mm. May yeah, maybe the maybe the E nineties don't have thing. them. Maybe it's just a coupe thing. Mm. But yeah, it's just I, I still debate sometimes whether I should fix them or not, and just Don't. just to have them. <laughs> it's not right. Nobody sees it. Like it's yeah, yeah Nobody it's, cares. Although I have had someone ask like, why is that sticking out? Because it's on both passenger and driver. As a person that's never had it, it's not like a f- a function that I'm like, wow, I wish I had this. No, definitely not. Yeah, no, I'm just I'm in like, I'm I don't know what amenity, not averse, not allergic, just mm-hmm. absent. I guess. Okay. Okay. I don't use my heated seats. I don't use like I don't. We don't need, need it here. That. We don't need. That's it here. true too. Yeah. Yeah, but I also don't use my AC that much either. So. We also kind of don't need to hear that much. That's true too, right? That's true yes. too. Yeah. Yes, yes. So maybe that's why I don't really, mm-hmm. I don't really use it. Mm-hmm. The sunshade in the rear, that's pretty dumb too. Because yeah. it doesn't keep your car 
generally that's cooler. The, that's the second thing to break in the car. Is it? Yeah, those oh, things are so it's finicky. Me- it's also mechanical. Yeah, it's mechanical. Uh, yeah, it's mechanical, okay. and it's like it's not like uh, it's not like it comes out on rails like this. Yeah, there's like a it's like a scissor a, arm. Yeah, there's two exactly. scissor arms it's that like pull a, it up. A, it's like a lever, and that moves this way, and then it covers it up. Yes, and so that'll get stuck sometimes. Oh my! And so goodness. I don't use it anymore as a result. I'm like, oh. I don't want it to get stuck. I'll have to go back there and like fiddle with yes. it for it to go down. I'm like, this yes. is pointless. This uh, is pointless. <laughs> it's for the rear passengers. Yeah, but it's for the rear passengers. I never have any rear passengers. I don't know that. I mean, it's not that comfortable back there. So it's not that big. Yeah. Yeah. True. So, mm-hmm. yeah, there's no reason for that. There's a few things that I wish wouldn't have been in there. I guess okay. I should have bought a stripper. Did that exclude those functions? No, right? The Yeah. There oh, were, really? There, the yeah. lowest base model M? I don't know that it was a lowest base model, but it was more of like a, a, package like a of pure te- edition. Okay. Right? Oh, where it didn't have okay. the navigation. It didn't uh-huh. have a moonroof. It, it didn't have like a bunch of these extras. So yeah. it was just like bare bones M3. Oh, and okay. those are those are the ones that fetch the biggest premiums right now. That makes sense. Yeah, I've heard that too. Yeah, yeah. you don't because yeah, yeah. I mean, they're rarer. Yeah, they're rarer, and there's just less things to break, uh, and you know things like that. Okay, so okay, yeah, that's what I. That's uh, it'd be nice to have one, but I'm happy with the one I have now. Fair I enough. need to work on that though. The carbon fiber is like sun baked. The it's all turning, spoiler. Yeah, the rear spoiler. Oh, okay. it's like starting to turn yellow. Okay. And I just I hate working on like bodywork stuff. I hate paint. Paint is the yeah. worst. I mean, Absolutely. paint I'm all right with. If I could just sand it and paint it, it's easier. But if yeah. I have to sand it and like re-epoxy it, that's oh, that's okay. the, that's where okay. I'm like I don't I've never done this. Uh huh. So I don't know if I want to paint it like body color. Yeah. Or just get rid of it and get like a you know GTS wing or something. And so as a follow up to uh f- several episodes ago. Are you going to go with an E92 mod, um, like, wrap and all that jazz? I'm going to do something. With the current With the current stable. car, yeah. I've just been, what I mentioned earlier, like, whenever I get into, like, a mood of spending money on things oh, I don't need, yeah, okay. I've been investing them. Okay. And the market is shit right now. <laughs> Which is a great time to buy. It's a great time to buy, but yes. it's also hard on the brain. Yes, it right? is. Because month to month, I'm seeing like declines. declines. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I'm losing, like, kind of, I'm not really losing because it's not realized, but unrealized uh, losses are yes. kind of right. mess with my mind. For sure. And I'm like, I'm For putting sure. money in this just to lose it. I'm not going to have it. But, you know, 10 years from now, hopefully we'll be in a different position. And reverse back to 2008 the great recession that's where we all were yeah that's where you we were a little made bit younger money. yeah but that was the mindset of somebody who's buying a car at the time it was like well why would i invest in such a bad yeah. not that i was thinking about investing but it's like i'd rather have a car i see a tangible thing honestly i wish they would have taught this to us in schools yes because then would have been able to maybe take advantage of 2008 yeah, oh you my know? gosh. 500 bucks in Apple is yeah, all it took. Yeah, and we would have had an, our NSXs. We'd have had all, everything. That was my exhaust. Yeah. That was my exhaust. Yeah, for that's crazy, man. That's it. That's crazy. Yeah, hawk pads and exhaust. Yeah. yeah. So Anyway, find a way to make your money work for you. Indeed. And for the money that's left over, make sure you're buying Cafe Carrera, the Ooh, single best coffee. Good rap. Yeah, good tie-in. Good tie-in. And that is our episode. How do you find us, John? You find us at 91octane.com. That is all letters, no numbers. Also, like and subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast. Follow us on Instagram at 91octane. And if you want to send us any emails, info at 91octane.com. If you want to support the show, 
uh, comment, subscribe, like, hate, whatever you want to do on any any of our social media pages or YouTube. If you want to support some more, go to 91octane.com slash shop or carrera.cafe to buy swag or some of the best coffee you could try. Geisha, Pacamara, Catuai available. I promise you, you'll love the coffee. We have medium roast and dark roast. Used code BIGWILLOW for 10% off your entire order. Also, sign up for the Carrera Club on our website for exclusive discounts and shenanigans every Monday. Randy, no last words. Shout out to the buyers and listeners. Thank you all for your support. Shout out. Good night. Good night.